Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode station. of Ghost Station. It's a station. Welcome back to another station of Ghost Station. Station Ooh. 19. Station 19, so close to 20. I know, so close to 100. So close to 100. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> you know those kids when you're like, can you count to 100? And they're like, 1, 2, 3, 7, 10, 12. 100. And then like 100. That's Arya. <laughs> That's rude. We're going to get there. He's not wrong. <laughs> so today we're going to continue our mini series. Is this going to be our last mini series episode or do we have one more after this? I think there's one more after this. Okay. Um, But. There may be one more after this. Yeah. Because we change our minds a lot about certain things. Yes, depending on, like we say, how we go through things and how we live our lives, um, things change. But I do believe there will be four. Well, for today, we're going to be talking about compassion. Oh, you did it right this week. Yay. Last week, you gave it away as compassion. Oh, I did? Yeah. Okay. Well, today is compassion. It is. And... uh, you know, a lot of people, I don't know if they know the meaning of compassion, Arya. So what does the internet definition of compassion mean? Well, compassion literally means to suffer together. Among emotion researchers, it is defined as the feeling that arises when you are confronted with another suffering and feel motivated to relieve that suffering. So that's an interesting um, That's a definition. Beautiful goddamn definition. Right. <laughs> so I think I'm going to modify this title to there are two parts to it. There's compassion and there's empathy. And those two things are related, but they're not the same thing. And empathy, I think, is more the direction of what we're doing because empathy is when you feel the other person's emotions and you relate to them. And it's not just suffering because you can suffer with a person, but it's more than that. When you're in, when you're in the people surrounded by people that you care about, you don't just suffer with them. You feel all the emotions that you surround yourself with. And that's what I guess empathizing is and being able to take on the perspective um, and emotions of the other person feeling it. Right. So why have we chosen this as one of the principles of a relationship? Arya, do you have an answer for that? Well, I think we've chosen it as a principle because it is a principle of a successful relationship. That's such a vague (laughs) answer. No, but seriously, like... But imagine this. Let's put it the opposite way around. Imagine you had a friend, right? Or you have this, you have coworkers, where when you tell them something, they give you zero response. If you're venting about something at work, right? And they're like, I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't care. They're not understanding you. So you feel less connected and less likely to ever tell them that again. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Whereas if you had someone and you were like, I had the worst day ever, blah, 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 blah. Or I had the best day ever, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh my God, I totally get it. I understand. I feel that. I felt that. Oh, that must be like, or I understand how you must be feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. You automatically feel more connected to that person. And as human beings, we're looking for connection. Like that's one of the driving factors of our species. 
Right. So the more you find someone has in common with you and understands you and empathizes with you as well as showing compassion, you mm-hmm. know, with you, because I think being able through the suffering part of it to still be with someone and understanding that that's another level because empathizing is the first side of things. It's, it can be more the lighter side, right? Like you got, you got a lot of good things coming at you and you can empathize with that. And you got a lot of like medium sized things coming at, but when it's really like suffering can be really hard when someone loses something that really matters or someone that they really love um, or, you know, just their life circumstances change. Those are when the people who really matter stick by you and like in that way suffer with you and help you and then, you know, try to bring you out of that state, I Mm -hmm. believe. Yeah. So those are the reasons why Why we're talking about it. We're talking about it. Um, I mean, you can't, at least romantically, I don't think you can have a successful relationship without compassion. Like if your partner comes to you and you know they're upset about something if you literally don't give a you know bleep. don't give a bleep about the situation you're like oh well you know whatever you just deal with it yeah that that last is not gonna work there are a lot of relationships like that where they're like that's your problem like you know i'm too busy with my own things um i don't have i mean the- from time to time fair enough if one person's like in the middle of something maybe i guess Yes and no. It depends on what scale I guess it, it de- is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea is still, like... I think, for me, for example, the people in my life, especially my friends, the ones who have... Who I call, like, my best friends, who have been with me for years and years, I think the reason we stay together is because no matter what, like, even if we haven't spoken to each other for months, right? Mm-hmm. When we do speak, we just are so excited, so sad, so happy, like, emotionally. We're so relevant to each other and so connected to each other. Mm-hmm. And it just shows and it makes that friendship stronger. You don't want... I've, I do have friends, too, where, I mean, I just i am not as connected. And so when they tell me something, I'm genuinely not... I just... Not to say I don't care, but I'm just not as emotionally invested invested in that. And it shows, you know, those friendships, I can honestly say, are not closer to me. And that's fine. Everyone has different levels of, you know, relationships. But for the top tier relationships in your life that are everyday relationships or meaningful to another degree, uh, you really do have to show compassion. And if you think about it, if you were to reflect, like, think about where in your life you have relationships whether it is the workplace, whether it is your family, whether it is your spouse, whether it is your friendships um, or other groups like clubs or anything like that. And the ones that you genuinely enjoy going to, right? Right. Like if you hate going to work, I guarantee you a huge part of that is because no one in that workplace relates to you and emotionally empathizes with you. Mm-hmm. And so then you don't yeah, want to go. It's crazy how... how um how impactful that could be to make you, I guess, hate work a little less. Like, even if you, like, don't like what you're doing, if you're surrounded by coworkers where you have a very good bond with them, that could be enough to keep a lot of people, like, going at a job like that for a while. Yeah, and I mean, I've learned that. For me, that's the number one thing. The people I closely work with 
on a day-to-day basis, like they have compassion. They understand. They read me really well. I read them really well. We have like a a symbiotic relationship at work, right? Um, same with my friends, like I mentioned, and Arya. Especially. Every time you say symbiotic, I just think of Venom from Spider-Man. Oh, I've never seen that movie. What? I've told you this. But you know the character. No, how would I know the character? How would you not know the character? This is such a sidebar. All right. Don't worry about it. Anyways. (laughs) See, empathy right there. None existed. Because I did not know the character. Arya could not relate to it at all. (laughs) Um, And that was a clash. So what happens when you don't have empathy for someone? Do you personally or you think like it can work out even as a friendship? If you have no empathy for the other person? Yeah. No. I think it can work as an acquaintanceship. Acquaintanceship right. where you just like know each other's names. Maybe occasionally you see each other in, in food court and you have, have a lunch together maybe. Maybe you have a water cooler conversation. Yeah. That's it. Fun sidebar. Okay. Connected though. Okay. At university, I made a friend. Yeah. But she wasn't from here, and we had a group project, and she was she was much older. Um, oh, but you like them older? Stop. <laughs> what is wrong with you, sir? Um, so we were we were both um, with a few of us. We were in a group project, and we were friends, like all of us. But she had a call one night, and she had to talk to her boyfriend or husband or something, and she picks up and she's like. I'm just with an acquaintance and or two. And we were like, what? We're friends, though. And she did not know the definition of acquaintance differed from friend. Oh, but yeah. we were so butthurt that like... Oh, she must have thought it was like the more formal, professional yeah, way to yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so it was really funny, but it really <laughs> is a different word. Um, when you say acquaintance, it's so distanced. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah. Acquaintance I- is essentially a stranger that you know. Yeah. They're still a stranger, but you know them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't know if you'd say hi to an acquaintance on the street. You just keep walking, probably. Yeah, maybe, like, yeah, you nod at them or something. Yeah. You know, like, in school, you see, like, somebody you know, you just, like, give you yeah. a little nod. Exactly. So, with that being sa- said, how do you apply more, com- how do we apply compassion in our life? How do we go about um, making it a priority in our relationships, in our friendships? Um, and I think it goes back to um, previous episodes. Okay, well, I don't know about that, but let me answer from my perspective. When you, I see you are sad about something, I see you are upset, especially when you're really upset, like something happens at work mm-hmm. or something, I don't know, there's there's some uh, high levels of emotion, mm-hmm. and I see you're upset, I feel as though... Like, I, you know, like how the definition said motivated to relieve that suffering. Mm. I feel like I can't really do anything else until I tend to you first and make sure you're okay. Like you become the top priority. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is all. Thanks for listening. I agree with you. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not a, it's not really a conscious choice I make. That's, I think that's what I was trying to say. It's not like I see you and I'm like, oh, I I should go to you and do this right now as opposed to doing what I was doing. It's more just like an involuntary reaction. When I see that you're upset, I just want to help. It's not like right. a conscious decision I take to do that. So I don't know how to like, I guess, encourage people to start 
being compassionate. When I don't for think me, you can force it. That's number one. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Because, I, yeah, exactly. You can't really force it. But I think the only way to, to, to do it is to become aware of, of the actions themselves, right? Like, what mm-hmm. do you do to show compassion? Um, and it depends on your personality type. If you're more introverted or you have a hard time expressing your emotions, you've been um, really good at locking it up the whole time. This is why I mean, like, going back to the previous episodes, like, working on, you know, your communication skills a little bit and mm-hmm. seeing how you can do that or your love languages, like, what are those um, or the other person's love languages? Just, like, analyzing more of those parts of yourself if you go back to those episodes and see them and then coming back and seeing the people that you actually love, who matters to you. Like, if you were to make a list of the 20 people or the five people or whatever, the closest people in your life, your big family, then obviously 20 if you have a small family or a small group of friends, like five doesn't matter. The number is not a big deal. It's just the people. And then like, if you were to go in and see how often you genuinely, like, are you saying you, when they tell you something bad happened, like you're genuinely so upset or when they tell you something really good happened, like you want to be there, you want to celebrate with them. You're like, Mm -hmm. you know, you run over. Um, I don't know. Like there's certain times. You know what I thought of? I'm sorry. Kind of a sidebar. Yeah. Do you know that meme? of dj khaled and he's like has his face in his hands and he's like suffering from success yeah i don't know no okay well it's really funny it's like he's suffering from how successful he is but i thought of that because you know how the word means literally to suffer together yeah even when somebody's happy and they're like they're happy like there's something good happening you suffer that happiness with them that's true you suffer their success with them and you suffer their you know downfalls as well it's very deep but yes very true dj khaled taught me many things (laughs) man of many words dj khaled (laughs) you're a genius (laughs) um yeah but you do and i think um when someone shows compassion you learn to trust them more because it's genuine like you can tell when someone's genuinely compassionate or not right Mm -hmm. And the less genuine you are, the less likely. Like, if you're forcing it, people are just not going to... It doesn't make a difference. It's hard to force it. Well, some people, like, try, like, oh, I feel really bad for you. That sucks. And you're just like, "Mm, that doesn't feel like you're actually empathizing with me or understanding. But if we're going off the definition of compassion, are those people really motivated to help relieve the suffering? They might might empathize. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between sympathize and empathize? I always forget. Is, I think which that one's the better specifically one? Specifically for sympathy, like feeling, I'm sorry for you. Empathy is more like, I am able to understand emotionally what you are going through in good and bad, and it's not specific to suffering, which is what uh, compassion is. Right. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have Google next to me right now to uh, see all three uh, of them. Uh, uh, yeah, so anyways, when you do empathize with a person, but even that, you've had people, right? When you tell them something, I've had people, I've told them something, and like, they're like, oh yeah, that sucks. Hey, but did you hear about my problem? And then, and you're just like, okay, did it really suck if you didn't even feel how I was feeling, or you're not even willing to let me like talk about it? Um, you know, they're just in their own world. And I think that's the main thing. You take yourself out of your own world. And you bring yourself into the other person's world. Yes. And you put yourself in their shoes, literally. You're like, okay, give me your shoes. I'm going to walk in them. That's what I do to all the time. Like, hey, we don't have the same size feet, but I need your shoes. What? 
a joke. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> um so when you are when you are in these situations, there is one thing I would like to say. Make sure it's balanced. Like, you don't want someone who keeps running to you to get your empathy and to get your compassion, but isn't doing the same thing for you. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. If you're noticing that that is the type of relationship you have with somebody, then maybe you should talk with them and see or just let them know how you feel. Yeah. And if it's if it's still if that doesn't go well, then I don't know, maybe it's time to distance yourself a little bit from that friend. Yeah, and that's fine. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, you don't have to cut them off or anything. You yeah. could if you want, but if you look at that list of people and when you analyze those relationships and you realize like, hey, I don't think I've ever really felt like they've done the same for me, right? Mm -hmm. That's a that's a red flag. That's Especially red flag. if it's been like years. If it's family, it's a, you can definitely have that conversation with them. Um, or if you don't feel like it's really worth your time, then like Arya said, you just kind of like slowly disentangle mm -hmm. yourself in a way that you possibly can. Um, and you just kind of have to make that decision based on your circumstances. Obviously, we're not saying, like, we're not like, go cut off all your ties. Like, no. You know, my, my mom used to always say to me, yeah, don't cut people off because you never know which relationships you're going to need in life. Yeah. Like, let's say Let's say this person we're talking about right now is like a lawyer. Right. Your friend. Yeah. Who is not really that compassionate towards you. But let's say they're the best lawyer in your city yeah okay let's say they're a regular harvey specter well what if you never know but here's the fun part they may not yet be the best lawyer they may just be like a crappy lawyer okay sure but, but like, you you don't know if they're going to become the best lawyer right anyway the point is like the, like if you have the option to simply distance yourself from that relationship rather than like you know burn your bridges yeah then that's better because you never know what's going to happen in like 5, 10, 15 years. You might need that relationship. That person may change, you know? Yeah. And, and then maybe they might want to reconcile and uh, and recreate the relationship. Like, I don't know. I think it just makes more sense. If, if it's in your power to not cut the relationship, rather just distance it. And remember, everyone's going through their own stages in life. Their perception is different. Yes. You just may not be on the same wavelength wavelength right the same energy path and you just the same have vibration vibes are the vibes right oh my god is that where vibes come from yeah whoa you didn't realize this no one. nobody told me vibrations oh energetic vibrations that's what the vibes are the vibes we're talking about vibrations <laughs> yeah, oh my god i hope all of our listeners just learned that with me because I did not know that. Well, yes. So when you find yourself vibrationally aligned to somebody um, in that sense of like, you know, emotionally aligned, <laughs> emotionally, emotionally connected and on equal footing or at least close enough, you know, like nothing, your perception may be a little off and there's maybe a little off. But in general, you find a give and take of, of balance there. And that's when it's good. And the way you can be there more for a person is really, I think, like asking them what they need. Mm -hmm. Right? I think a lot of us assume what a person needs. 
And when you're really being compassionate, you're open to them telling you, like, I feel this way. And you're like, okay, I I understand. Like, if I were feeling this way, this is what I would want. Is this what you want? Like, um, would you like me to do something else for you? You know, like some people when they're really sad. I remember being in university and my friends, like, we all had our different ways of dealing with sadness. Like, I would need sleep. <laughs> one of my friends, like, I bought a jar of Nutella for her and she just would eat that in the corner. Another one would just oh my God, cry an in the corner. Oh, my God, entire jar? Well, through the span of a few days. Um, another <laughs> one would just, like, cry in the corner. You know, like, we all had our ways of dealing with it. And it was it was the same emotion. Like, we were all feeling the same tiredness, the same sadness, the same, like, frustration levels. But our coping mechanisms were all different. And we all understood each other. We were like, I, I understand but we were also each other's cheerleaders. And like Arya's saying, you know, when you suffer together, but you're also motivated to believe that, like, I don't want them to, s- <laughs> I'm not going to let you finish that whole job of Nutella in one sitting. <laughs> I'm not going to let you sell. That's not good for her. Yeah. I'm not going to let you like sleep the whole day away. I'm not going to, you know, whatever it is, or drink like five cups of coffee and then go into jittery craziness. Um, whatever or that. Or drink five beers. None of us were like that. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's just it. You're compassionate emotionally, but it doesn't mean the same way of dealing with things occurs with people. Mm-hmm. Arya deals with sadness very differently than I do. Um, and happiness is is actually, I find, a little easier for us in our situation where we understand each other. It's a lot easier to relate to happiness because you immediately feel if you're not if you yourself are not sad or depressed yeah you immediately feel happy for that person you love or care about because if something good has happened for them i know my friend one of my friends got engaged and when she told me that like a couple years ago i i just like wanted to video her right away and be like oh my god like show me what happened and i was so happy for her or yesterday i made a big purchase and i was like oh my god oh my god like I want to video you and like he made a whole video and he never does that normally but he was so excited and happy he wanted to like capture that moment and so you know he was he was empathizing with me in that way and showing his own version of like compassion suffering through that happiness with me yeah 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 so you know take a moment reflect on how (laughs) you feel when you feel certain emotions and what you need so that when you are going through them and someone asks you what you what you need you're able to tell them. Um, how do I um, cope with sadness? I know how you cope with sadness. You just go plop in bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe take your laptop with you, but... Uh, <laughs> I think you you do a similar thing, too. <laughs> I do think you plop in bed. Um, but you generally when you're sad you're like kind of like he deals with negative emotions by kind of like internalizing first and then externalizing i externalize first and then i internalize like i have to Mm. let them out first before i can internally then like i kind Uh, of have to fill it all out before i I understand myself whereas he needs to kind of go through it himself and then get outside perspective to change it so in both series you know we ended up talking about it and listening um, or like Arya loves food that usually changes his mood. <laughs> burritos. Burritos. We both find fresh air like really helps us going for walks or stuff. Just a change of scenery because usually, um, we're in doors. 
No, we're in us in our environment, in our setup that just like is helping and reinforce that cycle of negativity or whatever. Right. Sometimes you just need to get out and smell the roses. Yeah. Friend. Yeah, or the garbage, whatever. But just just whatever's near you. Just go out, change your change your environment. Um, those are just side things. All in all, be sure to tell the people you love that, you know, you're there for them. You understand what they're going through. And if you don't, just be like, you know, you could be honest. You don't have to always be like, I understand what you're going through. You could be like, I don't. Do you want to explain it to me so I better understand? Uh-huh. Um, that's a huge way of showing compassion, too. So we hope you, you got a little bit something out of this. A little something, something. A little something, something. Vibes. Vi- right vibes. I swear there's a saying about this. I can't remember what it is. Vibrations. Anyway. Vibrations. So cool. So, have a, a marvelous, beautiful week. Uh, fall is on its way here. It's kind of crazy. So exciting. We can go back to wearing stylish jackets and oh. not sweating. Oh. My favorite season. I love summer. So, for all of you that listened to this week's episode, we love and appreciate you so much. As always, leave us a voice note if you feel so inclined to. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Or send us a DM on Instagram. And or we'd love it if you could, if you have Apple, to leave a review for the podcast because apparently that's how help. That would be helpful for us very much. So, um, also following us on Instagram and liking our posts um, would also be very helpful for us. If you feel so inclined, we would appreciate. Yeah, and we reply to comments and and DMs. So yeah, and if you have any feedback or requests, let us know. As always, uh, we hope you have an amazing week. Adios and ciao. Bye, friends.